0: G'day and welcome to a special finale edition of Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. Luke, we're here. We've got it. We've got a winner. Can you believe it?
1: I'm so happy
0: that... Ah, no, 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 this is a Spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't watched it, I mean, you've been in social isolation. What have you been doing with yourself? Actually, don't answer that question. Instead, maybe pause, go and watch it, catch up right now. But for everyone else... Our champion, our winner, it is the Golden <laughs> God himself. <laughs> the Golden
2: God. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm so happy. All
0: right, Tom Cruise, uh, <laughs> settle down. He has taken his place as mm. the rightful soul mm. survivor. I mean, he played one hell of a game. Mm. He outwitted, outplayed, outlasted yeah. almost from the get-go.
2: Yeah, uh, right from the start, you know. Um, he came out of the gates. He made the, one of the probably one of the biggest moves uh, the game's seen. And he has continued that whole way. And to watch him, you know, pretty much um, Final Four, beat that, go through, win the final challenge, take it out, I couldn't be happier for the bloke. Like, I really couldn't because um, he shouldn't be there. That's the truth. Shouldn't be there. Mm. People should have voted him out. But he, uh, yeah, we. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How do you do that when you are such an epic player and you've got such a target on your back? Mm. How do you navigate the game in a way that makes sure that, you know, you're not on people's radar as heavily as he should have been?
2: I think it's, um, you know, it's relationships. You really, you, you can't get to the end without having um, and being, uh, you know, such a great winner like himself without having all three aspects, you know, and that's the strategic uh, mindset. Um, it's also the physical side. And what was the other side? Just pure skill I think like you know he got all the idols you know he just dominated he ran the game and um, yeah I am extremely proud of Dave
0: and how much harder do you think it is playing such an overt alpha game Mm. like I'm the boss I'm running the show versus just trying to stay under the radar is it Make him an even greater survivor winner than we've seen in the past
2: I think you've, you, you, you have to go and wave so like you know as much as he was running the game he still was but then he would kind of take the gas off the pedal you know he would he would sit there and um, kind of like realize that for one or two votes you know he wouldn't win the challenges he'd just work on his social connections and then when he needed to win he was you know guns a hoe but that it's always that final end piece. You know, yeah. Um, but do you know what? He played a game right from the start, so um, he deserved it. I'm happy for the bloke. The golden god now is, you know, sitting in his throne up in the sky. So,
0: considering how he played mm. and the fact that he went back to back in yeah. terms of the seasons, do you think he's the greatest winner we've had in Australian
2: Survivor? Um, well, Jericho, yeah. <laughs> um, look, I, yeah, I truly do. You know, he he really is. Um, tell me. You know, who has been able to start fire without, you know, a flint? He got that off. You know, that's that's the survival aspect. Um, you know, won immunities and found idols. You sometimes get winners that haven't found an idol. They have, they've never actually gone out and it's never uh, obtained one or something. But um, he's also, I don't know, how many votes did he get against his name in this whole thing
0: yeah not a lot Did, considering yeah. the way he played which is extraordinary and there's a lot of people in online communities mm. and in forums mm. who think he's probably one of the best players yeah. who's played around the world
2: yeah and, and and do you know what and that's that's the truth that's the truth I would love to go see him um, represent Australia and go out there and play again but he has dedicated this whole year you got to understand this whole year to Survivor he played our season even though he was, uh, you know, eliminated just after merge, he still was at jury. So he still was away from his family that whole time. And he had, like, six weeks break, goes out there, does it again. He was sick, spider bites, you know. And and I think, do you know what, the one thing I really am proud of, Dave, and I think that um, is he's a great winner because he also acknowledges all the previous players in such a nice way, whether it's on social media or just in just one-on-one. Like he tries to give everyone their, their glory a bit of, you know, because if the edit doesn't, he, they, we all know what the story Mm -hmm. is is like when you're out there, there's stuff that doesn't get shown and he, and he really does um, try to emulate a good winner, a humble winner. And um, you know, Well done to the Golden God. Yeah,
0: he did an incredible job. Mm. It was a hell of a season, a hell of a performance. We could chat about him for hours Mm. because he played one of the all-time great games. Mm. We're actually going to have an exclusive chat with the Soul survivor, our Golden God, coming up in the show a little bit later on. But uh, let's talk about some of the coulda, woulda, shouldas, some things that might have happened. Mm. What do you think would have gone down if Mo had managed to convince David to take her to the final two? I mean, I really loved her impassioned plea at the end.
2: Yeah. Uh, Look, uh, uh, Mo really, um, I think she fired up the jury, where the jury actually was taken back in how she um, stood up for herself, stood up for her game. If you want to, you know, take the best, bring me. Yeah. Bring the best. Let's do this. And that's a great um, way of, like, appealing to someone's manhood nearly, you know. You know, do you really want to take the best, you know? And I feel like, um, you know, Dave, whether there was an inkling of far oh, out, right, maybe I should. You know, she's talking it up. Maybe Sean is the weaker player or whatever. But um, her pitch was great. Mo, maybe by her actually talking that well and trying to convince Dave was that good, that actually scared him.
0: I think there was you a know? moment in his yeah. eyes where he was like, you, was you like, know what? Yeah. It would be dangerous to take you, considering yeah. your story yeah. and the way you're speaking right now.
2: And they're two total different um, finalists. Like, you have Mo, which is the silent assassin, you know, the silent assassin one and on our one, the smiling assassin, um, you know, in Pia, And I feel like um, Mo you know, she does have that type of feel to it. She she has made moves and she's been quite, you know, tied up into the whole um, alliance and strategy thing. She hasn't been just a, a floater. So she did a really good job, I think, to k- try to convince Dave, unfortunately, it wasn't the case. Um, so, you know, that's the woulda, shoulda, couldas. Mm.
0: I liked also that there was a big contrast in their pitches to mm. David, you know. Yeah. Sham was very much, you made a promise to me, yep. you know, keep your word. Yeah. And hers was like, no nah, man,
2: prove mm. it. Yeah, prove you
0: you deserve to be here.
2: Yeah, I, I look, it's um, you know, the decision came down to Dave, and that's would have that was the $500,000. He even said it. He goes, this is a five hundred thousand dollar decision, and it's the five hundred thousand dollar challenge before. It was the five hundred thousand dollar challenge before. The whole way to the end is a money, sole survivor you know, deal-breaking challenge, you know, and he's managed to navigate that perfect and to, you know, to go and um, ahead and, and, you know, deal with that promise with Charm, well, paid off.
0: He's talked a lot about the fact that, you know, he needs that money, wants that mm. money to bring his family and sort of relocate back to Australia. Yeah. Family is a big part of that and we especially saw that when mm. we saw the loved ones arrive just before that final immunity mm. challenge. Um Watching that and seeing Mo, that was a really beautiful moment with her wife and Mm. her sister, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, look, um, you know, Mo's family, um, you know, uh, I can relate to Mo. I I just spoke to her the the other day and, you know, she's got Vinny, she looks after Vinny and her wife and and, and, um, I just think that backstory does hold weight, when you make a decision, a financial decision. Dave, you've got to remember, Dave's also got his kids and his wife and he's also a Perth boy, you know, so it's, you know, you've got to understand everything is, um, as a juror, you can only control your vote and who you think you win, And some people have different opinions on how they think they rate someone's game, you know. If someone did so good at challenges, if someone has got a great backstory and could use the money, if someone has played a great game, it's um, mm.
0: different angles. Yeah, always. Yeah. With, let's talk about that final mm. immunity challenge. Mm. I mean, often they can run for hours on end, but mm. I loved that not only was a, a physical test, but it was a test of concentration and mm. focus. But the elements—it started raining, yeah, the tide started coming. Yeah, kind it of, yeah. kind of had everything. Mm.
2: I, I was wondering how the hell are they going to make a challenge that's more, you know, strenuous and more exciting to watch than the last seasons because they have been, you know, the nighttime hand on the rock, you know, the uh, holding the thing like you're out like a starfish. Yeah. Um, and to watch that challenge, I think it was great because it was balance, it was the weather. It happened to rain, which was great. And um, I really think that, naturally, it could have been anyone's.
0: Anyone's. A moment you slip... Exactly. ..you're on the wrong part of your foot and it's all over. It's
2: it's not a strength-based challenge. It's just an uncomfortable challenge and it comes up to here and one one moment um, you lose it, so...
0: Now, uh, we were going to go to the finale, the reunion episode, but you've been quarantined. (laughs) Um, And I, let's be honest, am too expensive to risk going into a germ-filled environment. So instead we spent uh, the day finding the most expendable cameraman we could. We gave him a list of questions and a $2 face mask from (laughs) Chemist Warehouse. So let's see how he managed to go and who he caught up with.
3: G'day, guys. Lee here from Survivor All-Stars. And also Season 1. It's great to be back at the finale, the reunion, getting to see everybody all dolled up. You know, we're used to seeing everyone really dirty and filthy and grubby, but uh, to get everyone all dressed up and catch up with people that you've seen on the island you haven't seen for a while as well, it's it's really good. My favourite part, my favourite part in Season 1 is a bit of an interesting one. It was Nick Idanza swimming like he's never swam before to help win a reward challenge, which was lots and lots of cake. Uh, I never thought he had it in him, but little did I find out. I found out a bit earlier he had been training secretly to swim the house down, so it was a really really good event, that one. Absolutely no regrets whatsoever. I just would have loved to have found an idol. I think I've played close to 90 days of Survivor and not even come close to a clue or an idol, so... Maybe next time, even though there won't be a next time. <laughs> Message to all the fans out there. Thank you so much for your support. It was a great experience that I had. Obviously, didn't finish how I'd like to. And uh, the support for my family um, through what I went through has been nothing more. And the Survivor Group is a close community. So I want to thank you all for, for all the support that you sent, not only me, but to my family as well.
4: G'day. John from Survivor. Um, here for Finale. And... Uh, Here for a good time. Um, It's awesome to be here at finale. You know, um, catching up with all my old mates who are from the island. Um, It's going to be very interesting to see what goes down, seeing as they, you know, kicked me off so long ago. I'm pretty far out of the loop. Look, getting to know Dad, Lee Castle. I was pretty awesome. You know, uh, getting to know Lydia. The relationships I made, I, you know, feel like I've uh, got friends for the rest of my life. You know, so um, best thing about All Stars is the people I've met. The, the last year's been pretty whirlwind and we've um, got a lot of friends to show for it. Probably the most surprising person for me on All Stars would have to be Shawnee. Not only did she um, survive two or three times attempts on her life, she got rid of myself, Lydia, and Abby. And then to see her later on in the season winning individual immunity idols and whatnot, like that's bloody impressive and that was out of left field. Thank you to everyone for the support, the great messages I've received, and just yeah, um, I hope you enjoyed my little uh, stint on television and I doubt you'll see me again. I'm gonna go back into hiding.
5: Thank you everyone, it was team Daisy. It was a short journey, but it was a wild one. My favorite moment from All Stars was handing Lydia Lassler's ass to her in the wrestling challenge. The person I think that surprised me the most at All Stars was AK. He's probably one of the sweetest dudes I've ever met. Oh, my biggest regret in All-Stars is definitely trusting Dave. What was I thinking?
6: Hey, it's Lockie here. Had the Survivor reunion. Come here to see all my mates and have a good night. Favourite moment from the all Star season would have to be making fire with Dave. Like, just took us outside of the game and creating fire and creating warmth and food and heat for the whole tribe, it was such a good feeling biggest regret of all stars was playing it too easy once we hit merge I'm sucks that I got blindsided. I wish I did something about it, but I had no idea it was a great move. I guess the biggest surprise was Dave. I already knew he was a massive player, but he just like took a step up and was just it was amazing to watch amazing to be around his just gameplay was just perfect. Just want to say a big thank you to everyone that supported me along the way. It was an amazing ride I guess i 've got another big ride coming up so it's just been a whirlwind, and I'm just, I'm just so thankful for everyone supporting me.
7: Well, I'm back here for Survivor Finale, and this is my second time I've done this, and it's just been awesome to get back here and catch up with everyone again. I've missed everyone so much. Um, little bit of a mixed feeling though, obviously it's a bit sad now it's all over, but just so cool to catch up with my friends. i tell you what, one of my most favorite moments from Survivor All-Stars. <laughs> So we're walking to a challenge and it's super muddy and John's just wearing his flip-flops and he just like kept on falling over the frontwards and backwards like 17 times. Best thing ever. <laughs> I've got so many regrets. on <laughs> I made so many bad decisions. Um, but you know what? It's a game. It's over now. I'm really happy and proud of myself with the way that I played. Um, I feel like that I was really true to myself and uh, I was true to my, true to my friends and, and stuck by my words, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I think the one person that surprised me the most was Moana, like, she is so cool. And when I first met Moana, I, I didn't think that we were gonna get on at all, and now she's one of my closest friends. It was, yeah, really cool to meet her.
5: Hi guys, um, look, everyone knows that I'm a shoot from the hip sort of girl, so I'm gonna be upfront and honest. Uh, my vote for all-star winner went to Dave. I think when you're going in to vote, you might have a fairly clear picture of who you're going to vote for, which was Dave in my sense. But then when you hear their delivery and what they've got to say, sometimes throughout that, that voting process and the questions that people ask, sometimes you can be swayed the other way. And, and there was a point in time where I thought, Sean's going to get my vote. Um, and I think when you play the game, you've got to own up to your moves and your lies, most importantly. You've got to be upfront and honest. I mean, you're sitting there for a reason. Let's hear it. And this isn't a time to lie. So when Tarzan asked um, Shan a question that I felt um, she didn't give the right answer to, or I knew for a fact wasn't the right answer, um, she lost the credibility with me. And then it was didn't really matter what came out of her mouth. Then I was automatically going to vote for Dave. Um, I love Shan to bits. She's going to be a lifelong friend but I had to, you know, she would know when you're the Crown prosecutor, you look at the evidence that's been presented to you and you've got to vote that way. It doesn't matter what you think about them as a person or who you want to win, um, you've got to vote with what's, um, what cards they're laying on the table at that very point in time. And that's why David got my vote. He just had more credibility and um, I think he was a better player.
7: Fearing the apocalypse? Brush up on your survival skills with every episode of Australian Survivor and the best of US Survivor on 10Play now.
0: So, of course, we've got our winner, but we also have our runners up. Sean finishes second for
4: the second mm. time. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. we heard her talk about the fact that. For weeks and months, she mm. was replaying mm. that final tribal mm. of her first season. Mm. I mean, what is it going to be like having to endure the what ifs, the could've, would've, should haves yeah. a second time around?
2: Look, I feel I feel a bit sorry for Shan. You know, it's you know she has made it to the end. You know, and uh, unfortunately, I think that this time she has gone against uh, just a too strong of a player at the end. Mm. Um, You know, when she does speak about her last loss, you can tell that it's real. You know, it comes from a place deep inside her heart, you know, and I kind of... It's not only that. She's got children that have watched her mum, you know, lose twice, unfortunately, but they need to take it back that she has been there for every single challenge. You know, she is a wonderful woman. She's, you know, made a great... Um, legacy, yes, okay, you've lost, but you've still made it to 100 days in two games, you
0: know? Yeah, that's a record. No-one in Australian cyber history has been there for Mm. that long. I don't think anyone has won as many challenges as she has. Um, She's got a record there Mm. as well. I think she can be really proud, but when she lies awake at night thinking Mm. about the moments that she could have played differently, what do you think are those
2: key points I think the key points is I think that when she gets down to that um, end game, that the people you put onto the jury, you need to realise that you actually have to have like a like some sort of very strong one-on-one com- uh, connection with those guys. And this is when she's pitching well, yeah, at that well, final Yeah, trial, I you think mean? she needs to sit there and explain her relationship with each and every player. I think and kind of give them a bit of. Uh, you know, this is why, and this is instead of, like, why I used you, this is our relationship in the game, and this is where you've seen me do this, rather than just um, address the whole jury as a a one whole unit, because it's not. You're there with 12 singular singular players, and each person has had their own way. So I feel like this is probably a a learning curve for any um, survivor player when you get to the jury. Address the players um, as individuals, not as a jury, because uh, I feel like the way she did it went, um, it was like a courtroom.
0: Obviously, she'll probably regret making such a close relationship to David and committing in her mind that she wanted to be with him at the end. Uh, When were the points in the season where she could have taken him out?
2: Look, there was uh, the perfect opportunity when he actually came and showed uh, his idol to her. Now, this was the second idol she knew about and she could have made that switch um, and blindsided him with an idol, which would have potentially lined up her end game with a great resume, with the golden god sitting in her trophy room. But unfortunately, something went wrong there and I don't understand how she couldn't see that David pulls out another idol. Mm. Now... Wouldn't that send, like, uh, tingles down the back of your spine to say, where the hell did he get that from? Because there's going to be some sort of footage at some point in the game of him finding that looking like the almighty God. And that's a bit of footage that you're not going to have and that he can sit there and say at the end of the game. And unfortunately, he didn't even need it. Even though he played it, they still didn't vote for him. So I don't know why or where she didn't have this thought to say, put him in my trophy room, Yeah, you know, and uh, it's unfortunately led to her downfall. Yeah,
0: hopefully we'll get some answers. But mm. I do want to talk about a hell of a game that she played, making her way to 50 days mm. for the second time. Yeah, I mean, what is it about her that makes her such an amazing player that can ride so far into the game?
2: I don't think we've seen a person who can float in the middle like her. You know, she um, the only other player which I know that was doing that as well as her in uh, was in our season. That was Sarah Talik. And she was playing both sides quite well. And even though we knew it, or I knew it, some of them might not, it was still like we just let her do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It just happened. And I feel like with Sean, she was doing the exact same. She was able to float in the middle and it wasn't seem like, like who was the only one that targeted Sean? Was it uh, was it Henry? Henry and day three, like, yeah, I think there was only, and that was just like a wild card throw out there. Let's target Sean. Like, yeah. I can't think of a time when no anyone's one gone
0: really went after her. She doesn't feel like someone who has a target on her back.
2: And unfortunately, Sean doesn't have the underdog story, you know, and everyone loves an underdog. If book went to the end, she would have had the underdog story, but she wasn't. She was in the majority, even though she was still wishy washy. She was always looked at as she was in the majority. And I think one of her biggest flaws of the game, and I'll say it and I hate it because I love Sian, I think was um, not blindsided Dave and also sticking these three Vakamas back-to-back on the bench like I just... Uh, and, and it was in front of the jury. I just... I yeah. didn't like that move and I felt like um, that was what cooked her game.
0: You're off the Christmas card list. Oh, um, no. She's bad news I for you. Like um, there's still plenty of love for you. Now, this series mm. has been some amazing blindsides, some super strong alliances and some incredibly popular players, but Mm. none more so than a little group that like to call themselves the Little Rascals. Mm. I mean, they won Australia's hearts. Obviously, watching you, were a big fan. What was it about them that you think endeared themselves to people?
2: Look, uh, I feel like if I was on that season, (laughs) uh, there would be four Little Rascals. Uh, Yeah, I know for a fact that'd be my crew. You know, I'm about... um, you know, turning um, Survivor into a fun experience, mm. you know, it has to be fun. Who wants to leave the game? You finally get this, you know, call-up to play All-Stars or play Survivor for the first time. You don't want to go home and go, I hated that experience. There's nothing worse. Yeah. It's, it's a lifetime a thing and you want to make sure that, that you have something fun and that's what, the, they, um, that's what they are.
0: But also beyond that, there's something... In them that yeah. revels in yeah. the mischievous yeah. and wreaking havoc.
2: Yeah, you know what is? Yeah, exactly right. And I feel like, um, you know, I really feel like the game could have been totally different if if Harry had passed on that advantage and mm. saved Nick. I really think the game, you know, potentially could have been theirs. You know, the little rascals sitting at the end instead of um, you know, it's the other three.
0: There were a few huge sliding doors moments mm. that they had in particular, but that one. I was. imagine he'll sort of play out over yeah. and over again because in the end he sort of got talked out of it. Yeah, you know, listening to your gut is such a big part of the game.
2: Exactly, and um, for Lockie to talk him out of it, um, you know, like it's you know something probably keep Harry up at night. You know, probably not as much as Sha, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. you know, there's the sliding door moments. It, it is what it is. You can't sit there and be so upset at it. You, you know, just uh, take the take the game as what it is, and yeah. I think we've got a great winner. You know, and unfortunately, there's always winners and losers in this thing.
0: Yeah, but the Little Rascals won over, not the Survivor, Mm. but the heart of Australia, as you did. Mm. We managed to catch up with Nick, Shawnee and Dirty Harry a little earlier. Here's what they had to say.
8: Hello, my sweet cherubs, and welcome. I am here with the Little Rascals, Hazzy Pie and Nick. So, guys, I just want to ask you both, what do you think makes us gel together so well?
1: I think number one is fun. Everyone came in just wanting to have fun. We'd seen each other on our seasons and everyone's just down to have a good time. And it was just like any chance to just cause trouble. Mm. We would sit around camp and then
9: if things were getting boring, we'd like look at each other and be like, ready to do something fun?
8: And ready to get naughty! Yeah. And it
9: just kind of worked because we all wanted the same thing. It was brilliant.
8: Now, what was our favourite move that we made together?
9: I think that it was like getting out Henry, but it was just this systematic like destruction of his place in the tribe where we kind of undermined him at every chance. Mm. And then right as he was on the ropes, like we'd been doing so much work and then we found the idol and it was just like, Pachow! and it take was Take
8: that, Henry. Yeah. Sorry, Henry. Now guys, we're going to take this down to a sombre level. Do we think the game would have changed if you gave your advantage to our best friend, Nick?
9: I'll let you answer.
1: Look, I'm... Um gonna honestly say i don't actually think the game changes that much Bullshit. <laughs> i don't think I don't that know. you had control of Shana lee i think they not. i Absolutely. think they actually still would have turned on us which would have been seven on their side and six on our side so i think i do regret it and i'm sorry uh but that's more on a personal level rather than a gameplay level I- I agree. I
9: don't know whether Sean was ever with me. I thought she was. I don't think she, she w- wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought she was. I don't think she was ever coming with me. So I don't think I could have helped swing the numbers, but I definitely would have been there to be like, do not trust Dave. Do not trust Dave. And without me there, that kind of, Was very easy for that to happen.
8: Dave would definitely work with us. (laughs) And if we were all in the game much longer, what type of mischief do you think we would have gotten up to? Uh,
1: I think we definitely would have got under their skins even more. Mm. I think there was just a little bit of that missing with Nick gone. Uh, And so I think they were just able to sort of pick away at us and it wasn't the same just dramatic force that we would have had at the start of the game.
8: What do you think, Nick?
9: (laughs) I wanted to join back with you guys and then take out some of the people from Makuta but then straight away flip back and I wanted to take out Lockie and Brooke and really Mm -hmm. just kind of like decimate that side and then just kind of keep bouncing back and forth and just what Harry did so well and then what we, in in original Makuta was make two people hate each other Mm. and if we could have just kind of like Like
8: Jackie and Tarzan
9: (laughs) (laughs) If we could have kept doing that I reckon we could have made the both sides really hate each other and we could have just kind of like kept La, 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 Trudging on to the
1: end. A classic wedge strategy. Yes. Yes. I do you like wedges?
8: And I meant to say Jackie and Zach. You uh. win some, you lose some. <laughs> Word on the street is not only does Tonkin Tribal love our alliance, but also the general public. They I mean, love a little slice. Why do you, do you think we've been
1: so popular? Look at these two people. Look at these two Three. people. I'm a fan as well. Do you do you think this just happened? I'm a fan. Through strategy? This doesn't happen through strategy. This is me getting on the beach and being like, oh my God. Those people. These people are awesome. Like, I want to be with them. And so I think I'm in the same place as Talking Tribal and the fans. Like, I love these people here.
9: I think people just want to watch people have fun on TV. Yeah, Survivor is serious. It's for money. But in the end, it's just people having fun fun and trying to cause as much trouble as possible and there was nothing funner more fun than one two three
8: yay okay guys so if our great friend luke was on our season do we think we would have allowed him into the little rascals
9: 100 percent if the little rascals and luke are ever on a season together
1: we're voting that guy out <laughs> you're gone luke I wanted Luke in this group. Like, I love Luke. Luke definitely would have been a little rascal. I mean, right. the guy practically invented stealing and eating things.
9: Yeah, but he's a big rascal. You know, there's, he's too big. We're the little rascals. We're, oh, we're we just... can't
8: have more than three. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
9: tripod. No, a we love net. Luke. We love Luke. We would take Luke any day. Are you kidding? Luke's the best. What do you think, Sean?
8: Yeah, I'll take him. So, what do you love the most about your favourite member, Shawnee?
9: I don't think this question was approved. <laughs> um, okay, I think what I like best about Shoni is, um, is that you never stop smiling.
8: Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, Harry, I, I mean, I know you're biting at the bits to answer this question. <laughs> so, what do you love most about me?
1: I think it's the sass levels because mm. that's a combination <laughs> of things. Sass is a vibe and an energy, but on top of being that sort of, like, entertainment, it's also sort of character building. It's like the sort of thing where I'm like, well, Shawnee is going to go for what she wants and I respect that. Yeah. Yes. So sass is my favourite part.
9: Can I just add, there's, there's one thing that it... Keep d- talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before she gets too big of a head, there's one thing that makes Shawnee. An integral part of the Rascals is that you cannot make Shawnee do something that she doesn't want to do.
8: Never. I'm a Taurus, and all of the fellow Taurus watching, you will know we cannot be budged and I will not be bossed around. I'll be the boss. Exactly. (gasps) Thank you guys so much for watching us. I am here with the little Rascals, Harry and Nick, and we just want to say goodbye, our sweet cherubs. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Oh, they're hard not to love, aren't they, (laughs) the little rascals? Uh, We saw this season that there were some pretty epic challenges as Mm. well. I mean, from day one, in fact, Mm. there were some really incredible feats of endurance, Mm. of skill, of teamwork that were required, and also just physical toughness. How did you rate the challenges this season?
2: Uh, I love the challenges. You know, uh, there was a lot of one-on-ones, the wrestling, um, to kick that off straight off the bat. Yes. And, you know, these guys, I don't know, if you really zoom in, everyone's covered in tape. Everyone's dusted up. Everyone's got big um, grazes and the whole lot. There was one in particular which I thought was just a a brutal one. You know, I, I had a bad back just watching it, and that was the one where they were pushing these logs up, up, up and that was muddy. It was wet. That was slipping, and I was just like, "That would have been one old like, oh yeah, I'll step out of that one, you know." Um, but look, the challenge is, I think um, every year Australian Survivor brings the goods, and you know we want the tough challenges. We want the endurance challenge. We want um, they're giving us what we want. That's, that's all you can ask for. Keep giving me what I want. Yeah, baby. when
0: you're watching at home yeah. on the couch, yeah. and you see. What is a brutal physical challenge? Like, man, that looks tough. But you forget about the knock-on effect the next day or the next few days. Your body just must be broken
2: from. Yeah, and I haven't heard like when I was out there, there was no. I don't remember much spiders, but something about there was huge spiders and everyone was getting bitten with spiders and have swollen arms. And I don't know the time of the year or what it was, but people were also doing these challenges with injuries and. I think uh, it hasn't been shown, but I spoke to Dave and he said he got a stick in his leg on the first day, and it was like needed like, like it was just like a big piece of skin that nearly was hanging off. But he's, you know, he stuck it out. Like, and of course, Dave had the the black lung, you know. Oh, the the black (laughs) lung, exactly. The coronavirus hit the island as well. Can't get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it was pretty physically challenging Mm. for everyone. But uh, in terms of challenges. Mm. There was someone who stood out probably above all else in terms of their ability to just Mm. take it on, and that was Brooke. She was the ultimate all-star challenge beast. She actually matched your record Mm. for winning the most immunity
2: challenge. You know when someone matches the King of the Juggles record that all of a sudden they obviously do it all right.
0: Okay, settle down. (laughs) Settle down, buddy.
2: Brooke is probably, well, I would say the strongest competitor Mm potentially across all the seasons. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've seen it, uh, people write it on social media and this and that, but, like, she backs it up. She was putting it to the golden god in all those challenges. She wouldn't have been where she would have been at the end if she didn't win those challenges. And um, she's full package, you know. Yeah. She holds it down. She's
0: pretty unstoppable mm. and a fan favourite. We had a chat with Brooke a little earlier about her journey and just how she saw her role in the jury.
10: Hey guys, it's Brooke. Um, We're here at the Survivor All-Stars finale, which is extremely exciting. I'm a little bit nervous, Uh, you know, seeing everyone together is gonna be a bit awkward, but I mean, it's what we're here for, so bring it on. A few of my favorite moments weren't actually shown on air. One of them was Shawnee and I doing interpretive dance to try and let each other know what we wanted to lie about in front of the tribe, uh, which we were in hysterics about. And then AK and I getting washed up in the ocean when we just had absolutely no hope in getting through the, the uh, Tribal Council. So we were absolutely getting beaten by the waves, hanging onto the sand and just pretending that we were just losing all sides of the money and we were just getting ripped away from it. Dave is someone who really surprised me over this season. I thought that I'd come in, he'd be playing really hard, um, he'd be in everyone's faces but he really dialled it down I think. I think he, he played a much better social game than I anticipated. and. I think, yeah, he just kept his strategicness under wraps. So yeah, that's really impressive to me. I'm so happy that Dave has won this season. He's someone who honestly really deserves it. He screwed me over several times and I still think that he absolutely deserves to win. He's got my vote and yeah, to be honest, he's exactly what an All-Star should be. This season really amped it up in regards to the challenges. They were so much tougher than they were season one. The, at the very start of the game, it was all a lot of wrestling, a lot of physical contact, and my little body really struggled to keep up with that. And then towards the end of the game, their challenges just got tougher and tougher. So it's an aspect that I absolutely love. So I'm really happy that happened. The most painful challenge for me was the one that I actually beat David in the door frame kind of thing in the middle of the water. That absolutely killed our backs. We both have scars all down our spines because of it. But, you know, I just, faked it and pretended that I was fine to try and psych him out, which worked, but definitely the toughest. Dave was probably the only physical equal to myself out there. So there was a lot of competition between us and he was the one to beat, which I did a couple of times. Gotcha. Losing to Dave by a couple of seconds in that final challenge for me, still haunts me to this day. I can still remember every single move that I made and I've been reliving it for the past few months. But I mean, that challenge was really tough. And for me, I think I was my own downfall there. I was really freaking out at the last point. I lost my focus and I just really was just rushing through and I lost. So that was probably my half a million dollar mistake. One of the only regrets that I think I have for this entire season is not forcing Harry to play his advantage to save Nick. Um, Nick is someone who I'm extremely close with in the real world. I would have trusted him absolutely out there. So. Him going home when we had a chance to save him is, yeah, something that plays on my mind a lot. A huge thank you to all of my fans who've been tweeting lovely things, standing up for me um, and just having my back. It's been so nice to hear that I'm inspiring you guys, inspiring your kids. That's something that means a lot to me. So thank you so much.
0: All right, well, that's it for Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. Luke, thank you for resisting the temptation to go back in the game and instead coming, joining me on the couch.
2: Feels a bit better. you What know, being on the couch, yeah. less challenging. Just a bag of chips and maybe a <laughs> coke with me, or we'll
0: get dinner and a movie later. Yeah. All right? It's on you. And of course, a big thanks to you, the greatest fans of the greatest show on TV. We've absolutely loved talking Survivor here at Talking Tribal with you every week. Here's the moment you've all been waiting for, Australia. This is your sole survivor.
6: Oh man, um, I think to be crowned a Soul Survivor at any time is amazing but for it to be All-Stars is almost incomprehensible. I feel just elated and I'm so full of joy and just so proud of my game and uh, proud of the guys that played the game. I gotta say, I think uh, that Final Four where I, where I won, the, won the immunity challenge uh, against Brooke, I, I really f- felt like that was a turning point in the game for me and I I kind of felt like at that point, like if Brooke wins it, there's a good chance she wins. If I win it, there's a good chance I win. And that was when I kind of thought, you know what, I actually have got this, I'm here. There's only four people left. I win this challenge and it's like, you know, home stretch. Yeah, going into the final pitch with the jury, there's so many things going through your mind and you're kind of trying to take into account how other people are feeling about your game and what you actually conveyed about your game. It has that translated? So. There's a billion different thoughts going through, but I felt very confident in my pitch. I felt like I had a good read on the room and I felt like I played a really good game. So I just had to you know, verbalize that uh, well enough to you know, let, let the guys make the right decision. Oh, the hardest person to send home was definitely Brooke. Her challenge wins were insane. She was just an absolute beast, and I would be constantly pushing, like, Brooke's got to go next, Brooke's got to go next, Brooke's got to go next, and she just kept winning. Um, Amazing in challenges. Like, she's a great survivor player, but her challenge prowess is unrivaled. I think champions contenders for me felt like an all-star season. I got to play with one of the greatest players in the game, Luke, and we played close. And he definitely deserves some credit for this win because I picked up a lot of cues from what Luke was doing, not just the first time we played, but the second time. And he just has this kind of magnetism about him that makes people want to like him and play with him no matter what crazy stuff he's doing. And I tried to adapt that as best as I could to my game. So full credit to him. He definitely has a piece in this win. Uh, I will 100% play a U.S. season. I don't think it's a matter of uh, will I. I think it's when I. Um, I'm very, very keen to play. And it's just a matter of time, you know, before that happens. But I would like some time to repair. I don't feel like I'm fully at 100% yet. It was pretty pretty rough doing back-to-back seasons. But I'm ready to go. And I think... Uh, it's time the Aussies showed these U.S. cats how to play Survivor. Look, for Aussies who are thinking about playing the next season, just do it. I think everyone gets to that, that step right before they walk through the door where Maybe then they're not going to put that application in. Just do it. Your dreams can come true. I'm living proof of that. Get in there, like make a video and just hit that submit button uh, and it could change your life.
3: Over the next
9: 10 days, 10Play Ten is fast-tracking exclusive new shows to turn your isolation into a nice First up is Peter Hellier and Lisa McCune in new How to Stay Married. And new drunk history from Australia's greatest storytellers. But wait, there's more. Every single day, we'll bring you exclusive
8: new content. Ten shows in ten days, only on TenPlay.